Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back for another week of the Max Potential Habits podcast. You all know that I love to bring on experts in their field. And today we have a really powerful expert who's been in the real estate industry for almost 30 years. So in 30 years, there are a lot of ups and downs in business. Um, Chris Prefontaine, uh, who is the coach, founder, CEO of Smart Real Estate Coach. He is someone who has a wealth of experience, a wealth of knowledge. Not only has he built a successful real estate investment portfolio, he also coaches others how to do it. And what's really cool is that I work with a ton of people on their team, their associates who they are teaching how to do uh, real estate investment in, there's so many words I could use, (laughs) in powerful ways because not only do they show them how to do it, they help them along the way. And getting to work with this community, it's a family feel, it's people who are powerful, driven, focused, and really connected to the community. So I am completely honored to get to be a part of their group and also have him on the podcast today to share his wealth knowledge with us about business building, real estate investment, wealth building, mindset, all of those things that we all love to think about here on the Max Potential Habits podcast. So welcome to the show today, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for putting a big explanation point on that aging of 29 or 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's wisdom. It's, it's a right. collection of wisdom. I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so share with us. Um, I want to know how you got into real estate in the first place. What, what happened there for you? Yeah, I, um, I grew up in a family company with uh, my dad, but it was not real estate. Uh, he actually owned a welding supply business, totally separate from anything yeah. I've ever done. But while I grew up in the business, he would build his own buildings and then lease them back to his company. So I was kind of around that and saw how he did that and created that mm-hmm. on his own with no education. And then he just hung out with people that did like land flips and engineering land. And that's how I was exposed to it. Cool. Wow. And so then what, what was your first deal like? I'm curious. Uh, we actually did a deal. I'm trying to think how old it was. We just got married. So I was 20. Uh, we did a deal where we bought a uh, split level home, but it had an extra lot next to it. And because I was used to him doing that, a friend and I subdivided the lot, kept the house and built a duplex on that extra lot and then sold each side of the duplex. It was on a golf course. That was my first ever deal. Uh, looking back, it wasn't that bad of a deal. It was a pretty, good, pretty wow. cool deal. Yeah, good start into, the, into practicing. Yeah, that was like 91 talk about dating myself. Yeah. Yeah. You're young. (laughs) You've got, you've got at least you're halfway through. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. I'm curious something because you've had so many years of experience in building this business that you're in today, how many twists and turns and pivots have you made along the way in terms of big moments where you recognize like, wow, this element of something I've been doing really worked and you notice what didn't work, and then you pivoted in a new direction. Talk to us a little bit about that, because I think it's so powerful for the people listening who might be in the beginning stages of building a business, or maybe they're even farther along, but they're questioning, shifting, or they're wanting to leave their nine to five. Yeah. What's that process like when you shift from in one, when you're in one industry, shifting to another, and or one place where you realize it's time, it's time to make a change? Yeah, unfortunately, when you said that, what comes to mind is a couple of the major curveballs that we'll talk about. But on, the, on yeah. a positive note, on a positive note, I remember leaving the family business, you know, the welding supply business. Actually, 
I didn't leave voluntarily. He sold the company to someone who then fired me. And that's another whole story. Oh, wow. So it was a big corporate company that came in and, and um, very quickly they said, see you later. And my father was like, what'd they do? Were they fired you? Like, I, so that was a little odd, but it allowed me to go to real estate. That's what was the bridge. Okay. So I remember driving home that day, not feeling at all like, oh, that's really sucked. I remember driving home saying, this is like, I am totally free. I think I got like a month severance. It wasn't a lot, but I had a couple homes in the construction then. So I, I knew I could just go crush it with that. So that was really cool. I, I remember that like it was yesterday. No one's ever asked me that. And then um, when we started building more and more, the market turned on us in the early 90s. And then I went off and started a brokerage. Now as a builder, you're against, not against, but you're like different philosophies than realtors, right? Totally different. Yeah. So then I went off and got my realtor hat on and bought a realty executives franchise, like a Remax or uh-huh. yeah. realty executives. So then we built that with one intent, sell it in, in five years. We did that. I sold it to Cobalt Banker in 2000. So that was a major issue then. It wasn't enormous, like a quarter of a million dollars. But at my age in, in 2000, in my experience, that was pretty cool experience. Yeah. And then um, that led to not so great because that led from doing my own deals and coaching people to the great debacle of 2008, the crash. Yeah. And that was, so that was the negative one I was referring to. That was a major, major bang on the head, uh, learning mistakes. And then that causing what we do today, which is buy everything on terms without using banks and not go back to that spot in 08. So I just fast forwarded that fast, but I don't know if you want me to go back to any one of those. Yeah. I mean, I think what is really powerful, you know, I bring on a lot of different types of people. Some people have been in business for a few years and some people long-term. And I think it's always powerful to hear how up, how the trajectory is in a straight line up. You know, it's this constant fall down, get up, face new challenges, look at new obstacles. So in my mind, I, you know, something that I think would be valuable for you to share with the audience is what it takes in the moment of crisis. Yeah. What do you do in the moment of crisis? Yeah, I, I think back, someone asked me this recently in a show and I didn't realize that the two times that I just mentioned that were kind of rocky, second time really rocky, guess what? I didn't have a mentor or a coach. The only two times my, in my entire career since college, I did not have someone I could go lean on and go, hey, is this right? Like, am I, what, what do I do here? And so I, I lost like that board of directors, so to speak, or that, that sounding board. And I lost it because I was getting too cocky right before that. I was getting too mm-hmm. comfortable. And then didn't have a coach. And since, gosh, college, I've had either personal, nutritional, business, someone to, to lean on. So those times, I didn't have one. Uh, that's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was the issue. So I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, uh, well, well, what, it, what you're saying is have a coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, obviously, I, I agree with you completely. And I think, do you think that that is associated with the reason why you decided to set up smart real estate coach the way you have, because something I hear from the people that I get to work with who work with you are how powerful it is to have someone holding your hand along the way. And, and, and when they, when I say holding your hand, it's not that you're doing the work for them. You're teaching them the way, but you're there for them to teach them in those moments where they are uncertain. Even you bringing someone like me and a mindset coach, you know, you go, okay, what does my community need? They need a mindset coach. So I'm going to bring somebody in and then you're there to teach them the deals. And I know you do other work with them as well, but it's that, you know, I'm that inspiration to be a coach. How did, is that how that happened for you? Uh, actually, yes. Um, so a couple of things. One is uh, we have a local Navy college here mm-hmm. and a kid had called me and said, he knew I was doing deals without coaching yet back in like 13 or yeah, 2013 or 14. And he said, can you coach me? I'm going back to civilian life. I'm done with my tours in Afghanistan and I want to be coached. That kicked it off. 
but I've always coached or trained in some capacity. So yes, I, we're on a mission, as you know, from working with the team and with Zach, that we just want to, there's so much garbage out there, not just real estate, a lot of coaching areas, as you know, yeah. that just want to sell stuff and okay, go off and do your thing. As you know, we don't do that. And I just, I'm, I'm still like totally passionate about come in, sure, but let's work together hand in hand, let's lock arms so that when you do hit hurdles, we're there. Uh, like when I hit hurdles, I told you I didn't have anyone. So when you hit hurdles, you, you need and want someone there and that, yeah, that's, that's driving us for sure. Yeah. 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 The community, the, the camaraderie. Um, I'm thinking about for you, what kind of the magic of what you've created when you started out with smart real estate coach, did you set out to, I'm sure you've had a lot of twists and turns along the way. How long is, has smart real estate coach been around? I Officially I 2014, know. I started coaching. We incorporated okay. in a beginning of 15. Okay. Uh, and we've done like, I don't know, double growth every year almost, you know? Yeah. It's incredible growth. So <laughs> first I want to ask what, you know, I talk a lot about mindset, money, manifestation, all those kinds of things to help people build their businesses. Why do you see real estate as a powerful wealth building vehicle? Uh, well, look, if you compare it to literally anything, a job, no brainer, but compared to like the stock market, let's use that actually, cause that's a hot button for people. Okay. Yeah. So I put, I put a thousand dollars, let's say $10,000 in the stock market. It can go to zero. Everybody knows that like that stock can go, they can go out of business yeah. in real estate. The home's not going to zero. Okay. If it, if there's a crash, it's not going to zero. And so it's a great long-term wealth builder always has been. We, as you know, have institute like inserted different cash vehicles now and ongoing to, to help bridge to get to that wealth. But I think it's by far the best wealth vehicle out there, yeah. especially when you can do it without banks and borrowing on your own cash. I mean, that's the key. So, so yeah, I think it for all the above reasons, it's a wealth builder. Yeah. yeah. And your team, how many in your, what are you at per month now in terms of deals that your whole, the smart real estate coach community creates? The whole group. Um, mm -hmm. Every month it goes up. We're at like 12 or 15 deals a month right now as a, you know, as a community. Yep. Yep. That's, that's pretty powerful. That's a lot of real estate. It is. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about mindset pieces through. So we talked about, you know, when you hit those challenges and not having a coach. So the power of having a coach, what are some of the tips and tricks that you do on a daily basis to stay in the game? Because I know in building a business, especially when you're doubling every year, yeah. lots of stuff comes up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so share a little bit there. Uh, personally, more on the personal front. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Discipline comes to mind. Uh, I know that's an overused word sometimes, but I'm talking about routines when I think of discipline, like mm -hmm. daily routines. I know you're big on that. So, so if I personally don't start the day with a routine, my routine, I'll give you in a second, I'm off. Like something's off during the day because mayhem happens. Like today I get on the show with you and I said, look, Zach and I have been back to back all day, like literally one minute in between. That takes a lot. So in the morning for me, it's it's either yoga, working out, either one of those, and then it's some meditation and journaling. Just a quick gratitude. Those are key for me to get the brain set. Yeah. Um, in, in every single day, not whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. And then on the corporate front, we just make sure we like attach ourselves to great coaches like you. You're in the community. And also on the more macro level, like scaling coaches, like yeah. organizations, like elite, elite uh, entrepreneur, so that when we hit the hiring and the firing and the speed bumps, we know where to go. We go to that group and go, you guys are the same sales. What do you do? And so we make sure we have that sounding board on all fronts, personal, team, individual, and uh, on a corporate level. That makes sense? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So in, in my mind, I see it as this, this holistic approach. You go, I've got to have myself in order. Then I've got to have the team in order. And I've got to be forecasting for the future. 
So what's next? And then always uh, accessing coaches who are going to pull you up in terms of the scaling. You know, you go, you're a little bit ahead of me and we want to get to the multi-million dollar mark. Then we've got to access the tools to get there and, and put those systems in place before we're even ready sometimes. Yeah. And I know that you coach on this, but the whole junk monkey and, you know, can I do it? Will it work for me? Syndrome. I, we all have it. If we say we don't, we're, we're just kidding ourselves. Yeah. So we do. So we, I have it from the scaling standpoint and then I go to them and go, can, can we do this and how? And then yeah. on the personal standpoint, you get it when you hit new plateaus. Of course you do. So I think yeah. that's super, super important. That's why you're in the community with us. Yeah. I mean, the, I'm the curious. What, what's your biggest what, what's the biggest battle you face personally? Like your biggest Most fear? definitely, without hesitation, the 08 crash lives still because nobody wants to go back to that. So as we scale, there'll be that day or that morning or that one minute where I go, oh, but is it going to be bad again? Or is it, did I make the wrong decision again? And that's when I call up the, you know, the coaches or, or I talk with the team, you know? Yeah. And yeah. as you know, Zach's CEO now, my son-in-law, and, and just been invaluable. At all, the team, the whole team is like that. I feel so, so grateful to have the team. And he's been a very important piece to that. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that because, you know, I know a lot of people listening, maybe they're solopreneurs or maybe they're building their business and starting to bring in new people. And I know that your company is all family members, right? Mostly. Mostly. Okay. So talk a little bit about that. What's it like to work with your family? Uh, It's great because I'll tell you why it's great, but then I'll tell you how it came together. Cause I, people say, did you have a plan? Like, did you like orchestrate this thing? So it's great because there's the trust factors through the roof, right? Yeah. Um, we have, we do set boundaries. I don't know if Zach's talked about it, but like we used to live, including Zach, Zach, Nick and Kim and I literally like two houses apart. <laughs> so we'd leave the office and go home and, and yell across like we never saw each other. How was your day? Uh, and laugh. And, and so we keep it separate unless it's positive. We don't bring it home. If it's positive, great. Let's talk about it. But if it's negative, just leave it at the office. That's kind of a rule and it, it's fine. Uh, Kayla and Kim keep us in check with that to make sure it stays at the office. Um, on the planning front, everybody goes, well, you must have like planned it because you got everybody in a key spot. No, I mean, it was me. Then it was Nick part-time back in like 14. Then as you know, Zach's story, Zach and Kayla were in like the, the bar in the, in the tourist industry yeah. and said, hey, you know, is there any room in the company at the end of 15, I think it was. And I said, yeah, I mean, there's no like salary. And if anyone want to come in and do deals, we'll see if we can make it work. And then as we all grew, they grew into roles that they love that each other don't even want the other roles. Like it just organically went that way. Yeah. Uh, for example, where Zach is running his stuff and Nick's in this buyer side of things, like it just organically happened. It's, it's really cool. I think. It's interesting. What it makes me think of is you being a powerful attractor to and clear in your vision of what you wanted to create long-term and the right people just came in the right way. And it's really powerful when you put people in positions where they're inspired obviously it seems obvious but a lot of people don't think that way you know when you're hiring somebody to delegate a task that you don't love you want to find the person who loves that task and it's, sometimes it's hard for you to think of because yeah. you don't enjoy doing it <laughs> so I, I agree no one else is going to enjoy doing it but people love you know you're always looking who would be inspired to get up every day and do this task and that's who you want to be delegating to or growing with so you know i see part of your you know, I haven't gotten to have the hand, the one-on-one. Um, so smart real estate coaches running an event in April called business scaling. And I'm going to be there running a part of a workshop. So I'm really excited to get to meet everyone. Psyched. Yeah. Very psyched. To have it's you like, I loved it to sense the energy of the team and I already yeah. have a really good sense of it, but I'm really excited to be there in person and meet everyone and see how that works because it's, you know, I often think of a business like a family anyway, 
um, you know, it's kind of that family structure. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool what you guys have created there. Oh, you're with, think about it. You're with the people in your business, like more, Zach kids around say more than his, his wife. I mean, you are, yeah. you're with them all day long. And so you gotta, you gotta have fun with that and, and work on that. And we keep, I keep saying how important it is to have you on board, but just for any business owner, you and I talked before the show a little bit, any business owner, like the skill sets are all there. They're available. The coaches are all there. They're available. What's what, what dictates, I think how fast or slow someone goes in any business growth or scaling or success. Just if you're a solopreneur is the space between our ears. That is no question what stops or propels us. And that's why we've brought you in and some other, some other experts. And I think it's cool for any business owner to, to really put some importance on that. Yeah. 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 You're making me think it's funny because you know, you being in real estate, it's like the most valuable real estate is your brain. <laughs> you know, mm. the space between your ears. It's just it like, is. if you have that in check, sky's the limit. You, yeah. you can find the people that you need to find to make the things that you want to have happen, happen. But it's only if you see yourself in a certain way and believe that you can do it and then take action in that direction. I'm curious, what would you say to your 20 year old self? Like, you know, what would you wish you could say to your 20 year old self? 20 year old self. Yeah. Um, I, two things, I guess. Uh, depends on when people ask me this question. I come up with a different answer because I think that's neat just mentally as people progress. But one would be um, no limits because that's mm -hmm. mental. Yeah. Right? And nice. if you tell people when they're young, that's cool. And second would be, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but the second would be that success leaves clues. So, so it doesn't matter. You want to go open a hot dog stand. You want to go do real estate. I don't care what you want to do. Find someone that is, is doing it still, not past, and that will be open to helping you, whether that's free or whether that's you know, a paid coach. If you do those two things, if someone told me that day one, I'd be like, cool. I can almost pick anything. I can succeed in it. I just got to go find someone to help me. Well, that's yeah. pretty simple if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, awesome. Okay. What's a favorite book you're reading right now? Um, I just finished. It's right here underneath my water bottle for the third time, The Weekly Coaching Conversation. If you're, if you even have one team member or your kids or <laughs> coaching like us, that's a cool book. We sent it to all our coaches last week. Oh, awesome. I haven't heard of that one. What, who's the author? Uh, Brian Souza, S-O-U-Z-A. It's very short. You can read it in a weekend. It's a, it's a little parable. Cool. Oh, I'll check that one out. I love good book recommendations. Okay. Um, I, I want to ask you, you know, because there's people listening who might be looking for businesses, what's the entry into working with you? Because I know you have a really incredible system for helping people, you know, who know nothing about real estate step into being successful investors. So what's the entry point for people working with you? Uh, we're big on free, as you know, like I, to my earlier point of find a mentor and find a business you want to do. Well, okay. So now within our niche, I say, okay, if you want to look into us, look, in, look into it for free. We have a free webinar and go on YouTube, look at all the stuff there so that you get to the point where you go, that's what I want. It's not, oh, I'll try it now. It's, I know I want to do that and I'll commit. I know if you do that, I'm going to have great success with you. So go look at the free webinar for, you know, and, and spend, if you can deal with me for an hour, then you go look <laughs> at the webinar and you're, you're golden. Awesome. Yeah. And you've had, how many deals have you personally done in the last 30 years? Do you know, oh, do, you have a, do you have a number? It's thousands. I, I don't, I mean, it's probably over 80 million or so and it's thousands of deals. Yeah. Yeah. Different it's types. incredible. Yeah. For everyone listening. So I, you know, I've, as we've said, I work with his uh, associates and 
I mean, it is so fun to watch people go from not knowing much about real estate to having in their industry, in, in their community, they call it takens. Yeah. So it's, it's really this huge celebratory moment when people are like, yes, I got the system down. I've got the mindset in place. I'm moving forward, building my wealth. And it's, it's just a really cool process. So I'll have links in the show notes for the webinar. And then I know you also want to give away a free book to help. Yeah, we have two bestsellers. The one that we'll do is the first one. It's a hardcover. It's called Real Estate on Your Terms, only because it's the basics, like you just said, the system. And just go to free. So it's free, srecbook.com. Awesome. All they have to say is they heard us on your show and they'll, they'll get it. Now, uh, big point. It's not free book, but oh yeah, put $8 in your credit card in for shipping. We will ship it. There's no charge. It'll, it costs us six or so bucks plus the book. We will ship it at our expense. Awesome. That's, I don't think I knew that. That's great to know. Um, okay. So it, I, I usually go with promotions at the end, but I just, it, my, my mind was going in that direction. I'm curious what you would say to people who are in the startup phase of a business and you know, what do they need? What, what I really want to ask is like, to me, your business is such an inspired business. You know, you had a lot of roadblocks and stumbling blocks along the way, and then you decided to take on building smart real estate coach and the getting to work with your team. I see so much, so much inspiration there. So for someone starting a new business, what would you say are some of those elements that are going to help them set something up that's a career and a, and a business scaling moment that they would want to interact with for the rest of their life, potentially, right? Of course they might pivot, but I always look at inspired businesses as the most powerful businesses. And you talked about how success leaves clues. So in my mind, your business is very successful. You know, having a doubling rate is rare. And so what are some of the secrets that you could share with people in terms of how you've had that happen? Um, couple things come to mind. The why, and I know that's something you work on. I mean, I just think without that, when the roadblocks happen, you're, you're toast. So really defining your why. And I know you've, you've done this, but I, I do like, I'll do an exercise of people. Like I call it seven levels deep. Like I'll say, why, why are you doing this? Why? Well, you know, I want X amount of dollars. No, no. Okay. So why do you want X amount of dollars? And I just make seven levels deep. By the time you get to that, some people are emotional and some people are just like, okay. And they just like squeezing out the last thing and that's their why. So, so first of all, have yeah. your why clearly defined. And then um, what comes to mind is uh, making sure they have a, a clear path. Meaning I know we're going back to the mental thing again, but have a clear path. So you know that it's possible. Um, you're not just creating this on a, on a whim. Um, and then the team, the team's key. So that book is why I read that book. Cause that's, it's about building a team. So surround yourself with people that not, here's a way of saying it, not that you can tell what to do, but mm -hmm. they can tell you what to do. And Zach, my son was a great example. That. He'll say, you know, I'm, I'm not dictating. He's saying, us. No, here's where we're going. Um, that's a cool team to build. Really cool mm -hmm. team. Yeah. Yeah. Key. Awesome. Okay. So why clearly, de clearly defined path and team. Um, uh, it was something that just came to me because I haven't gotten to work with you one-on-one -on -one yet. Um, what would you say is your biggest money block? Biggest money block. Yeah, money fear, let's say. Because usually when I say block, people are like, well, I don't know where I'm blocked. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what's a what's a money fear for you? And, and I know that the crash. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. It's going to keep, it, it'll keep coming up. I work on it constantly. So yeah. that's something we'll work on together. But So the crash, so so the fear is that it my abundance won't keep happening. The, uh, that and more so are my decisions propelling it forward or are they going to cause me to go backwards? It's the, it's the, it's the self doubt to cause that to go backwards. Uh, okay. Interesting. 
And when you get stuck in that place, what do you do? When you, you know, when you notice, because something I talk to people and train them on is how to first be aware of what your fears are so they don't drive you. And yeah. anytime we have a, a block in, in the area, if we don't get conscious about it, it's impossible for us to face. And it just takes up a lot of space, time, energy, you know, like, and causes self-sabotage, self-doubt, limits you from growth. Um, so getting conscious of that decision is the first step. And so for you, it's, you know, are my decisions in alignment with, with growth in the future um you know but it's interesting because it comes up for me like okay if you're there's a fear of the past of the 2008 something like that happening again yeah what what for you was so bad about that oh well i could we could spend another hour and a half <laughs> uh, uh, uh foreclosures uh you know debt collectors things like that 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 all was the aftermath of it yeah. Because yeah. when you're on, you know, good for people to hear about real estate too. When you're on loans personally, where do the banks come? When the market, they don't give the market down. They're coming looking for you if they have your signature. Yeah. So all of that aftermath. Yeah. No and have you gotten to see the benefits of that loss? Of oh, those yeah. losses? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't have told me then, but if, but without that, we wouldn't be doing with the terms deals because right. it was a point where I said, almost said, not, not even going back to real estate again. So I started speaking in the network marketing industry and traveling all over the world. And then when I went back, I said, if I was going to, what would it be? And it would be, don't borrow from banks. Don't sign personally. Don't pledge personal assets. Do everything on terms. So that's how this would got created. Absolutely. It's, it's the best thing that could happen. But you couldn't have told me that back then. Yeah. Yeah. So then in that way, if it happened again, how would it be a benefit to you? How would it be a benefit? Um, because it wouldn't, we're not in the same position, meaning I didn't do all those things. So when it does slow down again, which it will great, we'll buy more. Yeah. Yeah. So complete shift in your mindset totally. because you see the gifts of the past. Yep. So then you can let go of your fear of the future because you'll, it'll actually be an opportunity space. I had the same thought. I thought you're the way that you guys run your business a market crash is actually a really good thing for you. Correct. Well, I, yeah, and I don't want to say, I say to people, I don't want to say I'm, I'm hoping for- Of course for, not. <laughs> yeah. It's going to go flat and it's going to go down over here. And by the way, there's not one market, right? So people know from real, there's yeah. all kinds of pockets in different markets. That national crash was, uh, that was an oddity, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then you look at the people that, you know, when you have a wealth mindset and, uh, and a really powerful entrepreneurial mindset, whenever there's big challenges like that, you see opportunity. Yep. And even yep. though in the face of fear, so, you know, highlighting for everyone, I just, if you're, if you're sitting in a place of fear about something, remember to look at the benefits and the lessons and first get conscious of your fear. So something I have people do is often write down what they're worried about. And just like you're talking about when you sit down to develop your why and you go seven layers deep, if we don't take the time to consciously know ourselves it's impossible to grow. And what happens is all of those thoughts that are running amok in your mind take up energy and space that you could be using to enhance your business, to grow your business, to grow yourself. So get conscious. It's why journaling is so powerful. You know, you've heard Chris say it. I say it all the time, journal, 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 journal. And it's not just because it's like some trendy thing. It's because it actually really works. And every person I know who is successful journals. Yeah. They meditate, they take care of their body. So in that way, what would you say are the top three max potential habits that got you where you are today? Um, Some are going to be repeat from our conversation, but certainly discipline. I remember telling the kids when they were younger and saying to Kim, if you have discipline, now this doesn't include mindset, but if you have discipline, you almost can run and be successful at anything because 
because discipline's so key in my in my opinion. So one is discipline. Second is um, routine. Those are a little different. Um, and third would be the mentor piece, even though okay. I've already said that. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I just want to sum it for people because I think it's so powerful um, to to ask people who are successful and on track to create the life that they want to create. How did they get there? Um, you know. So I want to ask you a little deeper too. Discipline. Tell me what that means to you specifically. Uh, my definition would be doing the things that you know you're supposed to do, even when you don't feel like it and no one's watching. Okay. Awesome. So. Yeah, because that's going to be you're going to be challenged when you're building your business. I don't care what business it is. You are going to be challenged morally, ethically and production wise. You will be challenged. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And then routine, you'd say I know we talked about this earlier, but routine, like starting your day out. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's different than discipline. So yeah. just having that. And, and if I used to think like you mentioned generally a few times, I literally used to fight it. Like, I don't, why would I be doing it? like it wasn't I wasn't computing and that, now I know how powerful it is. Just the gratitude piece alone is so powerful. Yeah. Sure. Sure. A little bit there because I think I've, I mean, I've had, I don't know how many guests I've had on yet, but I always ask guests what their top three habits are. And a large majority of them talk about journaling and I, you know, promote it with my people. I have a template on my website that's free for people if they want to download it to help them journal. Yeah. And I, I always think that it's easier for us to take action when we know the reason why we're taking the action. And so for you, what is the benefit of, of journaling gratitude every day? Like, what do you specifically get out of it? Well, I mean, we're all run so fast today. We, we're drivers, right? A lot of team members. Yeah. So we can, I can, let's not talk about them. I can forget real quick how, how many cool things that we've done. Mm. and get and get hire myself or the team yeah so so i'll do not just my own journaling but we have a, a channel in slack i know you're in there and it, one of the channels is just weekly updates and insights and every week when i type that i go wow this team is like kick butt i mean we had a lot of stuff done so it's i think it's just good to revisit that and and um, take two seconds to say oh that was cool that's right that's good and then you don't get so distracted by the by the garbage out there yeah yeah. Um, something that you're pointing out is that taking the time to celebrate yourself and celebrate your victories. And it's really powerful in the way that it uh, creates positive neural associations in your brain. So positive associations and connections to actually, you know, most people can get really, really busy and forget to notice what has occurred and notice the, the accomplishments. So in that space of gratitude, it's being grateful for yourself, being grateful for your team, being grateful for all of the things you've accomplished, being grateful for where you are right now. Yeah. Um, you know, in my model of coaching, I do be, do have, which is mindset, habits, vision. And in that be place, it's you're tapping into when you journal in the gratitude spaces, being grateful in the moment for everything you have. And what that does is attracts more your way to be grateful for, because you're taking the time to notice it. And that confirmation bias piece is like, oh, if I'm grateful for everything around me, then I, all I notice is what I'm grateful for around me. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Some people will say, I've had associates say, well, I, I didn't have any wins today. And so <laughs> some, I th think they got to come up with something really uh, extravagant on that. No, how about the, the, the freaking weather's great? Or how about, you know, yeah. just whatever. You're feeling yeah. great. You're healthy. You're breathing. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I mean. I just want to say that because some people think, oh, I got to have this big thing happen. No. Yeah. I love that. That's so important to point out. You're right. Because sometimes, and when I start sessions, I, have, I ask people's wins and sometimes they say big or small. <laughs> because yeah. You could, you know, in your industry, it's like having a new deal. In 
other people's industry, it could be getting a new client. But then there's also this, like, I got up today and the sky is blue and there's, I live in a, you know, a place that I love. Yeah. Even sometimes when people are in a really stuck place, I have them even go, okay, let's look at the chair you're sitting on. Let's yep. look at the air in your lungs. And that's then we good. Start, you know, and it's in some, that's what it takes sometimes. Yeah. And then I want to highlight, I don't know if you've tried this before, but um, I have people do this too, is uh, adding the layer of why you're grateful for something. That's cool. Really helps to deepen the emotional connection to it. So you write down a gratitude list and we can, I think the part of the reason is we can get into kind of an autopilot habit of writing what we're grateful for and having you describe why and go to the moment you were grateful for it connects you to the emotional speed. Uh, really cool takeaway. It. Yeah, it's really it's powerful. You'll, you'll uh, try it next time you do your gratitude. You'll, <laughs> you'll notice a difference. That's good. Awesome. All right. Well, I, what would you want to share? Like if you had one thing to say to people where you're like, okay, this is my last statement I can make and to encourage you in the business world, what would it, what would that be? Uh, you can. Yeah. Just, you can. You got 168 hours this week. Everyone does. So you can, just like everyone else has. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So for everyone listening, I know you're going to want to connect. All of the links will be there. What's the very easiest link for people website wise to link to you? Uh, smartrealestatecoach.com because the free webinars are on there. Okay, good. Yeah. So webinars there, books are there and I will have the links in the show notes. Um, and seriously, everyone, these guys are like, okay, I, I have to give just a tiny backstory for people who forgot. I met Zach, his, uh, Chris's son-in-law, I met through Instagram. Yeah. So he contacted me on Instagram and said like, Hey, I like your stuff. You know, maybe we can create some win-wins. And I was like, is this guy serious? <laughs> you know, cause sometimes like, I'll get that. And it's like yeah. someone trying to sell me something, but no, like Zach really wanted to create win-wins and he's like, and so we ended up hopping on a zoom and I said, you know, you're awesome. Like what, come on my podcast. And then over the course of, I don't know, three or four months, we just developed a connection and, and we started talking business and sharing stuff with each other. And he's like, you know, we're looking for a mindset coach and I really like your stuff. And it unfolded organically into this really beautiful relationship. But the thing that I think everyone needs to recognize is the power of putting yourself out there. So Zach was putting himself out there. I was putting myself out there and we both had the intention to create win-wins. And yeah. because of that, my business has boomed. I've gotten to work with incredible people in the, on their team. Um, their, their team is growing because of our connection and our association. So there's so much gold there in the power of creating a win-win situation. And all of you know that my three pillars are personal power, win-win relationships and money mastery. And in that win-win aspect, these guys have it down. Like I am telling you, I hear from their people all the time, how powerful their community is. So if you're interested in building your wealth through real estate, check out their webinar. It's free, you know, no risk to you. Check it out. It's awesome. 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 And their community is incredible. So if you're looking for a new wealth building tool could be the one for you, just check it out. That's my plug and it's inspired from my heart. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. And I couldn't agree with you more. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I hope you have an awesome day, Chris. Thank you so much for being on. You too. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thank you everyone for being here. I will be back next week with another inspirational interview. I hope you have a max potential week where you thrive and feel alive. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. 
This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free eBooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus, links to NFA Coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about up-leveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.